Training camp starts on Wednesday as the Ryan Walters era gets underway at Purdue. The latest news, plus biggest questions, biggest position battles, and biggest players to watch ahead on Golden Black Radio. I'm Kyle Shredders, Tom Deanhard here. Tom next, but first this. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, training camp is right around the corner. It starts with practice on Wednesday. Report day is on Tuesday, first training camp for Ryan Walters is the head coach of the Boilermakers. A lot of anticipation, it feels, for this one. So we're going to dive into some news items that we picked up last week in Indianapolis, Big Ten Media Day. Uh, then we'll break it down. Uh, we'll do a variation on your 3-2-1 here on the podcast uh, this morning and talk uh, three big questions, two big position battles, and one big anticipated standout. We'll hit that uh, coming up a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, let's talk some news items. The big one is the obvious one. Purdue will start practice on Wednesday in anticipation for this season. Uh, it does seem like there's a, a lot of anticipation uh, for this year just to sort of see what this new staff brings to the table. Yeah, it's the great unknown, right? I mean, uh, Ryan Walters has never been a head coach. So uh, there's that great X factor. How will the staff mesh together? It's a young staff. It's a hungry staff, a motivated staff. But we just don't know, Kyle, uh, especially in adversity, right? Uh, comes every every game. There's always those swings of momentum. How will the staff be able to handle adversity, make adjustments on the fly, do things like that? Uh, so, uh, again, that's, that, that's, that's what causes some trepidation for some people. So we'll have to wait and see over a month here. But we're, we're getting closer, buddy. Like you said, Wednesday. Camp kicks off in September 2nd. Fresno State will roll into West Lafayette for this big opener. I know you're limited on what you can see during training camp, but what are you more eager to learn about? What Purdue looks like offensively or what it looks like uh, defensively? Because obviously there are going to be some significant changes on both sides of the ball. I guess defense, just because that's Walter's bailiwick, if you will, in his area of expertise, why he got this job. His side of the ball, where he grew up on, you know, uh, that was really the calling card, again, of uh, that Illinois D, uh, team last year was its defense. Number one in the country in scoring defense. They only allowed 12.8 points per game. And how's it going to look? Uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody expects a defense like that. But um, that's really, again, where he hangs his hat, Kyle. And that, that this is a scheme that he's very proud of. It's a scheme that uh, he helps spearhead and develop. When he was back at Missouri, it's very unique. It's one of a kind, he likes to he likes to say. So I think I'm really eager to see how, how it looks with Purdue guys running it and exactly who's going to be playing where. That defense at Illinois got better quickly, too. Is there any thought that Purdue could get, not, not like 12 points per game type better? That took a, a couple few years to get to that point. But is there thought that Purdue could get better defensively more quickly? I guess we'll see, you know, Kyle, it, it, it's, schemes are great, right? But it, it's about players. Yeah. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves, you know. It's always about players. It doesn't really matter. It matters what you're running, I guess. But you got to be able to match up to your opponent. You have to 
adjust and try to take away stuff your, your opponent's doing. You got to have players. So remember this, Kyle, Illinois had three defensive backs among the first 66 picks in the NFL draft this last year. So there you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I couldn't tell you there's going to be improvement or not. They really turned over the back end of that defense. Five portal cornerbacks, one JC cornerback. We got a portal safety that came in. A lot of new bodies back there. I, mean, I think the area's been upgraded, the secondary. But we'll see how it all comes together uh, in, in this scheme in particular. So, I, again, just with, with, with that revamp back in, Walter's defensive reputation, I guess I'm really eager to, to get a look at that defense. Watch it develop in August and see what we've got in September. Yeah, and while the scheme might be different, different offensively, we know uh, ultimately that Purdue wants to be able to drive the ball uh, down the field, which is typically what the Boilermakers have have wanted to be able to do offensively. The one news item uh, maybe from media day last week involving Purdue was a, a positional change. Marcus Imbo play tackle, presumably right tackle, after yeah. being a guard for his uh, career. That's a spot on that offensive line that Purdue's got to try to figure out how to put the five best players on the field. And as you have mentioned a couple of times before, mm -hmm. those five best probably do not include Gus Hartwig, who seems yeah. like he will not at least be ready to start the beginning of this season. Yeah, six portal offensive linemen, I think, is the is the total, Kyle. Uh, um, the tackle spot, I think, if 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 you ask anybody on the staff, they'll tell you that's that's the one area on the old line I, I do think is of, of a concern. Uh, I think Musa and Embo are are nice bookend tackles, but depth is a little scary there. Um, I think the interior has a chance to be pretty good. There's more more proven bodies on the inside at the guard and tackle spots. Even if Gus, you know, Gus Harwood Gus Hart will not be ready. The question is going to be how soon can he get back? Maybe this bleeds into October. I don't know. Uh, but I think they can find a capable center to, to hold down the 40, if you will, and a couple good guards to keep that interior strong. So, you know, if that does come together, if that line can come together, Kyle, I think there's, a, there's more than enough skill talent on that offense to make Graham Harrell's air raid-based attack pretty effective. And you've watched a lot of Purdue football. I've watched a lot of Purdue football over the years. And, you know, when, when Purdue's good, it typically has to have a good offense. It has to be able to outscore teams. I've never been, been part of a Purdue program that's, that's won a lot of games, 14 to 10. Um, the defense will be better, but I still think this this team's probably going to have to be led by its offense, at least, at least coming out of the gate this year. Yeah. What's your best guess as uh, uh, that that number one unit left to right uh, on, on day one on Wednesday? I'd say Musa left tackle. Um, I think uh, – mm, I think you – I think they like Preston Nichols, the UNLV transfer. Please played a lot of football. I think he could be your he could be your left guard. Uh, I think Jalen Grant, the Bowling Green transfer, is probably going to be your your center. He was here in the spring. I think right guard, Luke Griffin, the big uh, big kid from Missouri, and then right tackle uh, Marcus Embo. So uh, again, they've got some other good options at guard if they want. Yeah. Uh, but again, I think if I if I if I, if I, if I were making a guess. Those are guys that um, that I think I would line up with right now. Yeah. The other bit of news is, you know, sort of not directly related to the Big Ten media days last week, but the media poll, the Cleveland.com poll, 
Uh, maybe not surprising that Purdue was selected in that poll sixth out of the seven teams in the Big Ten West. I personally think I would probably have put them fourth or fifth, depending on how you feel about Nebraska or Illinois. I mean, we know that Nebraska is always going to get that preseason bump because it's Nebraska, uh, yeah. whether it's deserved or not. Perhaps it is. Um, you know, I think Matt Rule seems to know what he's doing, perhaps a little bit more than some of the predecessors here over the last couple of years uh, for the Cornhuskers. Uh, I think you said before you you could see Purdue finishing anywhere maybe from third to, to sixth in the West. Probably not all that surprised to see them in the preseason be picked uh, number six. I guess not. I guess there was one note I included, I think, in, in the notebook that I filed from Indianapolis about that poll. Purdue had votes that ranged from as high as third and somebody had him last, Kyle, in that division behind Northwestern. That, that, yeah, that one I don't get. Like, how can anyone with it, with what's going on in Northwestern think? I mean, Purdue right. might maybe maybe Northwestern's better. Maybe something you know. Maybe they maybe they rally around the cause here. But I think that's a that's a hard prediction to make, right? Yeah, it is. It is. But yes, yeah, six. I guess you know. We like you said. We uh, we, we we we've been talking about this for months. Again. We all thought third to sixth. Um, I thought fourth to sixth, fourth, fifth, or sixth. Um, to me, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin. I like Minnesota third, Kyle. And then you got that next group of three schools, Illinois, Nebraska, and Purdue, right? Um, to me, those are the three schools that you got to figure out who goes fourth, fifth, or sixth. So I guess pick pick, pick your flavor, right? Um, you, you, you can find plenty of things you like about all those schools and, and plenty of chinks in their armor. So I guess sixth is not a total surprise. Um, uh, so I guess we'll see. You know, I asked somebody asked Ron Walters about that, and of course he's they're, they're going to use that as motivation. So anything you can use to throw a log in the fire, keep everybody stoked. Uh, you know, you, coaches love that stuff. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. Uh, three big questions, two big position battles, and one expected. Big standout. We'll do that uh, coming up next. This is Golden Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. 
because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Tom, let's uh, let's hit three, two, one here. Three big questions, two big position battles, one big anticipated standout. Uh, three big questions for you headed into Wednesday's training camp. Give me one of them. What uh, what do you feel like is a big question for the Boilermakers? Well, the, the, the secondary, you know. Yeah. Um, we've alluded to that today. We've alluded to that for months. Just um, all the new bodies back. There's so much to sort through. Uh, how's it going to look? Who are going to be your starters? Who will be the backups? Uh, a lot of questions. I think, you know, back against the wall, that the top four could be uh, uh, Marquise Wilson, the Penn State transfer, Salim Turner-Muhammad, who is from Stanford. Uh, I think you could have uh, Markevious Brown from Ole Miss, and then one holdover, Jamari Brown. I think those could be your top four. And I would still start. I'm not sure. I do think they like Marquise Wilson from Penn State a lot. So uh, I guess just that, that cornerback spot overall to me, um, a lot of people battling for those top four spots, who's going to emerge. And Walters has been um, secretive or he's unwilling to talk a lot about what they do defensively, but they do play more man than what Purdue has been used to, right? So that's going to definitely be a factor in, in how it all shakes out in the secondary. Yeah, yeah, they'll get a, a nice look at all those guys and, and their coverage skills in camp. They got a – some of these guys weren't here in the spring. Some of these guys in the back end, Marquise yeah. Wilson, obviously one of them, uh, uh, the Ole Miss guys. So, uh, yeah, they're the, the, and Slim Turner Muhammad wasn't here. He was still back at Stanford going through, going through classes. So, yeah, this would be the first chance to really look at some of these guys in pads going through practice. So, you know, they're, they're, they've really got a lot to sort through here in August feel like they could have a different starting two cornerbacks like every day for the first week of practice. Yeah, they could. And I think they're probably going to rotate a lot of guys, um, maybe yeah. even early in the season, you know, Fresno state's working on a new cornerback, new quarterback. So uh, still, if Jeff Tepper likes to throw the ball, but still they, they got all to try to figure things out. They'll have three scrimmages. So yeah, I think they're, they're, they're going to want to see a lot of guys under fire and see how they react. All right. Another big question. What you got? That old line, of course, we talked about too. That's after cornerback, the old line is probably the biggest question on the team, I think. Um, six portal additions. I talked about the tackle spot, the depth of tackle, uh, the absence of, of Gus Hartwig early in the season as he continues to come back from a knee injury he suffered against Northwestern last year. You know, um, how's it all going to come together? Can these guys protect Hudson Card? Boy, Hudson Card, they got to protect Hudson Card, keep him healthy. Kyle, you got to get a push, right? We haven't talked about Devin Mockaby at all. 968 yards rushing last year. Can he come close to replicating that this year? Can he become the first boiler since Corey Sheets in 2008 to run for 1,000? It all begins up front. How's this line going to come together? Yeah. All right, one more big question. What's your last big question? I tell you, for me, um, it may may not seem like a, a, a super big one for people, but it's still one third of the game special teams. Uh, I, I think kicker in particular, uh, they lost a very steady weapon in Mitchell Fenner when he left as Purdue's all time, most accurate kicker, I believe. 
Um, if you're going to have a good team, a good season, you're probably going to have to make a couple big kicks. And yeah. Ben Freehill looks like he's going to be the guy. He's, he's never he's never kicked in a game. I know that doesn't bother the special teams coach, uh, Chris Chris Petrella. I, I asked him about that this spring. He sort of shrugged it off. He goes, "Hey, everybody's got to have a first time, but but still, you never know how somebody's going to react when the lights are on, when the stands are packed, when the pressure is on." Freehill's got the leg. He checks a lot of boxes. He's just never done it. So uh, again, um, you certainly don't want a kicker to ruin your season. And if you don't have a good one, it can be a real handicap. So we'll, we'll see if Purdue has struck gold and found another steady kicker here uh, to follow guys like Spencer Evans and, and J.D. Dellinger and, and, and Mitchell Fenron. Uh, I played golf with Ben. I randomly paired up with him a couple of weeks ago. I coached him up. He's ready to go. He's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's ready to go. <laughs> big leg. Well good, to, well, good to hear. Big leg, yeah. <laughs> good guy. He's, he's a good guy. A lot of people are rooting for him. So we'll see how it works. I do think, Kyle, they're going to have somebody else kick off. I think they want to keep him just for, for placements. Yeah. Could have Julio Macias or Caleb Crock over kicking off. Of course, Jack Gansel is back to punt. And Kyle, too, the return game, right? They got to sort that out as well. They got some good athletes to try to sort through there, try to find somebody who could maybe be a game-breaker on punt and kickoff returns. All right, a big position battle. What's one that you're looking at? You know, the receiver spot, um, who the top four guys going to be. Yeah. I think they got upwards of, of eight guys. I think, honestly, you can make a case for, for again, any group of four guys to really be starters this year. Um, um, some nice holdovers. T.J. Sheffield, the, looks like you're probably presumptive number one guy, right? Um, I think um, I think the kid from Florida Atlantic, Jamal Ryan, has a chance to be a starter, too. He's a, he's a bigger wide receiver. I know they like Elijah Canyon, who got to Purdue from Auburn. Uh, and also keep your eye on the, um, the junior college kid, Jaden Dixon-Veal, who had committed to Oregon State and that they flipped. You know, even beyond those four, you're talking about Deion Burks talking about Abdur Rahman Yassin still being around. Mershon Rice will be a fifth-year senior, too. Maybe a redshirt freshman like Zion Stepto or Curtis DeVille. So a lot of guys, Kyle, they, they all kind of look the same. They all kind of feel the same. But but but, but, but what four will emerge and, and and what guy or two will really maybe emerge as, as, as the one or two real go-to guys for this receiving core? I like Burks. I want Burks to emerge because I feel like he feel like he brings a little extra speed to the slot that maybe yeah. Purdue otherwise lacks. Yeah, I tell you, Ryan Walters talked about him, and Andy called him a, quote, action figure. I guess he's a guy who runs upwards of 22 miles an hour, really physically developed. So uh, he's a guy that, again, I know that they're really happy with, with what he's done with his body. He's been on campus for a couple of years now. And, again, you're right, Kyle. This could be the year where he, maybe he really emerges. Yeah. Uh, all right, give me one more position battle. I got one in my mind. Let's see if you match it here. What uh, What's another position battle you're looking at? Another position battle. I tell you, uh, you know, I think I, 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 outside linebacker, I think uh, yeah. Nick, Nick Scorton, I think that's how he pronounces his new last name, Nick Carraway. He's got one slot. At the other, other OLB spot, Cordy Sidner and yeah, Kydrin Jenkins. Um, I think Jenkins may get the nod just because he's a veteran, but Sidner's, I think, a guy with a higher ceiling and a bigger upside. He's a future pro. 
who's going to end up maybe starting opposite Nick Skorton when it's all said and done at the outside linebacker. Yeah, that's a good one, I think. I mean, there are going to be several. One of them uh, that, I, that I have in my mind, well, well, this will be a bonus here that we'll discuss. Backup quarterback, what do you think? I mean, is that is that clearly going to be Bennett I, Meredith? Or is there a chance that the, somebody else could be the backup? I think it's Bennett Meredith without a doubt. I, I, I asked Walters about that. He certainly – I asked him, first of all, if he, if he was comfortable with Bennett Meredith's backup quarterback, and he said yes. He, he, you know, he's, he's never thrown a pass. Came to Purdue from Arizona State. He's from uh, Hoover, Alabama. Uh, but again, he's a greenhorn. Uh, never, ne- never seen live action. So, how would he do if a Hudson card gets hurt? And the last time Purdue started the same quarterback in every game in the season, you have to go back to 2016. David Blau. It's been that long, Kyle. Yeah. Injury or ineffectiveness that has caused the Purdue staff to make some change at quarterback every year since 2016. From a starter standpoint, so uh, again, maybe maybe Bennett Meredith can handle it, but we just don't know. But I do think he is the the, the number two guy right now with Ryan Brown, the true freshman, number three, and may, maybe Kyle Adams, the walk on from West Side, could end up maybe really being your number three quarterback when it's all said and done. I do think they like him. He's an older guy who's who's been around a little bit too. Yeah. All right. One big anticipated standout. Who you got? You got to go Hudson Card, don't you? I mean, yeah. you know, all spring long, he was a real star and um, a lot of effusive praise for number one and uh, can make all the throws, it seems. Has nice mobility, can can pull it down and run. And um, I'd have to think he's probably going to pick up where he left off. And it goes without saying, Purdue needs him to be a star this year if he wants to have any shot at making the postseason. Yep. That's a pretty way, pretty good way to say it. I think uh, they, they need the quarterback to be good as they they typically do. Uh, Tom, that was great. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, all the reports uh, coming out of practice this week um, as we we inch toward the opener next month. Sounds good, Kyle. Take care, my friend. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, as always. If you do like the podcast. Please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show. For Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Charters. Thanks for listening. This is Gold and Black Radio.